0: So I haven't done a podcast in a while and I think it's because I haven't known what to do it about because everything has been crazy, (laughs) crazy lately. I've also been like really overwhelmed with there's just so much content on the internet that I'm like, what is the point? It needs to have some type of purpose to put it out there. Otherwise, what's the point? Because I feel like so much content has like no actual purpose. The th- only content that I feel like has purpose is when it's routed, rooted in like some truth, and it's spreading awareness of something, talking about something that isn't really spoken about often. But so much content is just everything reiterated and just the same thing over and over again. That I was just, I didn't feel motivated to. F- to, to record a podcast because i do not want to just put something up just to put it up and not have it be meaningful but as you can tell from the title of this podcast this is i guess a more serious podcast but there will also be funny stories so in june in june it's funny no it's not funny when i say things when you think things in your head And then you say them out loud. Sometimes you don't feel the emotion in the words until you say them out loud. Which is probably why I've been putting off recording this. But I know that I need to record this in order to record more. I can't just start recording episodes and not mention this because it's been a huge thing. And it will always be a huge thing in my life. So in June of um, this year, my uncle passed away. And... He was my godfather, and this is why I waited. (laughs) I waited this many months to record this, and I still can't even say like simple sentences. He is my godfather, and we had the same birthday. And he, I can't even say. He just like understood me better than ninety nine percent of people. There are just some people that you can talk to, and you don't need to say exactly what you're thinking, but they just get it. They know what you meant by your words, even though you didn't exactly say it. And he was just one of those people that I could just say, like, my crazy jokes or my crazy goals, and he'd just be like, well, if you if you do the work, then you can get there. And he wasn't, like, one of those people where, like, you tell them your goal, and they'd be like, well, you need to think about something more realistic, he would just say, if you are going to put in the work, then you can make it happen. So I always like telling him my goals. Because I knew he would encourage me. Unlike some other people who would say, like, oh, that's too big of a goal. You need to choose something different. He would believe in me. So that's a f- <laughs> that took about like five minutes to get out, but... I didn't want it to be a side podcast. I just wanted to talk about like some of the fun stories with him because I felt like I needed to talk about this in order to continue making podcasts. I couldn't just not mention it since it's one of the reasons why I haven't been recording podcasts in the first place. A few years ago, me, my uncle, and my cousin went to Italy for my cousin's 8th grade graduation. It was her graduation present and my uncle decided to take me too because... <laughs> because he just wanted to that just shows you who what type of person he was so we went on a tour of italy we went to florence rome sorrento capri venice we went to like all the uh, most of the major cities in italy we ate a lot of food and we just had a lot of fun When we stopped at the rest stops because we were on the bus, a bus, we took a bus between cities. When we were on the bus and we stopped at a rest stop, first of all, the rest stops in Italy are way, way better than the rest stops here. They have actually healthy food options and not just greasy food. And also Italian bathrooms can be a little more complicated than American bathrooms because the locks on the doors are a little different and every bathroom I went in the bathroom door lock was different so one time this lady in our group because we went on a tour so we were with the same group the whole time throughout Italy this one lady got stuck in the bathroom and she started screaming and saying to let her out and not to leave her there because she was afraid the tour bus was gonna leave without her and it sounds like I'm not laughing I mean I am laughing because this happened to me too I thought I got stuck in the bathroom except I was just like didn't scream I was just like kept fiddling with the lock to like get me out but it was just (laughs) I'm laughing because when someone went to go pull the door open it opened you know when someone went to go help her out they just pulled the door open and it opened so I don't I think she was freaking out before actually pushing the door you know what I mean I think she was panicking a little too soon and if she just pushed the door she wouldn't have been locked in there but anyway this leads me to the story. Of what happened next. Me and my uncle were co- and my cousin were walking around Venice at night and it was nice with all the lights and me and my uncle wanted to like stop at a restaurant and just get like gelato or something by the water just to look out at, at the water because it was our last night in Venice and my cousin's like no I want to go back to the room I'm tired because with jet lag it, I mean it makes sense that she was tired but she could have just waited half a more hour so we could have went back together to the room because it was dark out and my uncle's like well we're not going back you can go by yourself (laughs) which I'm pretty sure he was hoping she wouldn't actually go back because to walk by herself at night but anyway she ended up going back and um me and my uncle got gelato and i think i'm trying to think what happened oh it was the next was it the next day i can't remember there was one time me and my uncle were walking around venice together oh i think it was the following day i can't remember all these days like blend together but it was a time during the day actually the story i just told was at night but during the day one time when my cousin wanted to go back to the room and me and my uncle were still walking around we were about to go back into the hotel and we were in the lobby and I'm like we should tell my cousin that this person in our group fell into the canal and my uncle's like yeah and then we started developing all like these um plans about how we were going to act and I'm just like we could just go and laughing and then when she asked what happened we just keep on laughing and then eventually we're like Diane fell into the canal (laughs) and That's what we we ended up doing. We walked into the room and we started laughing and eventually we told her and she didn't find out we were lying until like the last day of our trip in Italy. And this happened on like the second day we were there. So the whole time we were in Italy, she thought that this person had actually fallen into the canal (laughs) when she really didn't. And we were just lying and playing a trick on her, which I like to play tricks. And that's why that trip was fun because my uncle did too. And one, t- one time me and my cousin, we took a picture and I quickly edited it to make it look like we met Will Smith and we sent it to my uncle and my aunt and my cousin and they believed us, my uncle less so, but he was not impressed, he was just like, oh, okay, he didn't really care, I don't know if that's because he knew it was fake or if because he just really didn't care about it at all, he didn't really care about meeting Will Smith even though we did not. That was another one of my jokes. And then another, when we were in Florence, we were walking around and walking around the streets. We were getting closer to the hotel and my uncle was like, well, I'm going to go get us some waters because we don't have any more in the room. And we're like, okay. So me and my cousin go back up to the, the room. We take the elevator, which is the key to this story. We go into our room and we're just talking and all of a sudden... <laughs> there's like a bark and I turn around and I'm like my uncle jumps out of the closet and he's trying to scare us but it sounded like a bark so I was not scared I was more so like am I hearing things so what happened is instead of going to look for water he had ran up to our room to hide in the closet thinking that he was going to jump out and scare us but when he jumped out to try to scare us we were just like just staring at him because he didn't scare us we were more of just like but you weren't supposed to be here you were supposed to be getting water (laughs) And who even knows what me and my cousin were talking about because we had no idea that he was he was listening. But before this happened, when we were in, um, actually my uncle jumped out of the closet in Rome. My cousin and I tried to trick him when we were in Florence. I had my cousin hide in the closet and then she was supposed to jump out and scare him, but he did not get scared. It was funny that my uncle was playing back too, you know. I, I can't think of anyone else who would do that. He was just fun. We talked about going to like places we wanted to go to Machu Picchu, we wanted to go to the Northern Lights. And I remember when I told him I wanted to go to Machu Picchu, he knows that I have asthma and he was like concerned. He was like, How are you going to be at the high altitude? And I'm like, I'll see, I'll find out when we get there. <laughs> but we won't be able to go on those trips together. I always told him that he should go on the show Survivor because I always thought that he would do really well. because. He was a great people person. A lot of people liked him. He was easy to get along with. He was funny and he was smart. So I thought that he would be great because he could also be strategic. But then people would also like him so they wouldn't vote him off. And I think he would be a little tricky. Like he would go look for the idol and then if he found it he'd be able to hide it. Because he would be very smart about it. And I really think he would have won or at least gotten to like the top three. I think he would have won if he went on it, honestly, because he had all the skills, the social skills, the physical skills, the mental skills, that's just who he was. It's weird because sometimes I'll just be talking about fun things that we did and the memories and all the birthdays we had together, and I'll be happy about it, telling the stories and then all of a sudden I'll get really sad. And my therapist says that there's like five, five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining depression and acceptance and he says like you can go back and forth between them and I keep bouncing back and forth between them I think I'm not really angry I'm not angry because there's no reason to be angry I think it's just I know it's no reason to be angry because it's just done and nothing can be changed I'm not at acceptance I don't think even though I just said that that's done and nothing can be changed I think I'm more like denial and bargaining because in my head, I just think, well, he went on a trip somewhere, and he'll, he's just on an adventure. That's what I can think of in my head. I can't think of how it really is, even though I know what reality is. And as the time goes on, people are like, time... Some people say stupid things, and <laughs> they're just like, time will heal. No. Time just makes it worse because it's like, it just cements it that it's not going to change, and this is reality. You know how in like Marvel, there's like different time warps. There's different, what's it? Not time zones. There's different paths of time. I don't, I can't remember. Like different worlds, different universes. And it feels like this, this like blip was not supposed to happen. He was not supposed to pass away. It just feels like it shouldn't have happened and something went wrong. And I can't, I can't process it. But I don't want to think about him and be sad because he was not a sad that was not who he was he just brought he walked into the room and just made it better so that's why when people are are really upset and people don't want to celebrate the holidays because uh, he won't be here I try to try to have the opinion that I think he would have which is that we should still be happy about the good things and that we all the time we did have with him because he he always he always said the things that I needed to hear not necessarily the things i wanted to and i just try to think what would he say in this situation he wouldn't want us not to celebrate the holidays because he's not here he would want us to celebrate them and just remember the happy times and that's what i plan to do so i guess i can't accept it because there's like this emptiness feeling emptiness, yeah hollowness well this is more sad than i thought it would be (laughs) i thought it would be telling stories and that i would be a that i would be able to not get upset but it's just when i say the words out loud then it just cements it in my mind that this is real he was he always was joking and stuff so i think that my goal while people can grieve in different ways i think that what i take from this is just to try to remember all the things he taught me and just just knowing in my mind that there was a person like him it just makes me feel lucky he is not everyone will know ever know a person like him. He didn't talk bad about people. When you were around him, you just felt like safe and okay. And that he wasn't going to make you feel bad about who you were. And with all the things he's accomplished, sometimes you would think that he would he would he would talk down to you, but he never did that. You know, he had all the experience and he had all this hard work behind him, and sometimes those type of people they they talk down to other people because they've accomplished a lot but he was not arrogant at all at all he helped teach me to drive when he came to visit in his car in his porsche he took me for a ride that car was so low to the ground i'm sure and i had to bend down so much to get into it and not hit my head those seats were not comfortable they were like racing seats i remember when he was teaching me to drive We were practicing in this parking lot and he was like, press on the gas and then press on the brakes full force because he wanted to make sure I knew how to stop right away if like I needed to because I have an older car. So you really need to jam your foot on the brakes and push your back into the seat so you can push into the brakes as much as possible. So I did that once and he was like, You're not pushing your foot down hard enough. You have to do it harder. So I tried it again and this time I really pushed like my back into the back of the seat so I could really push my foot into the brakes. And then he was like, Okay, that's better and then there was some guy with like um ATV who was coming by us. So he came up next to the car and I just I didn't want to talk, so I just drove away. And then my uncle's like, He wants to ask us a question, so then the atv guy came back next to the car and he asked my uncle if he knew where the trails were and he's like no i don't am not familiar with where the trails are and that was it but it was <laughs> it's just the way he handled that situation there are some people who would have called me stupid for driving away from the guy with the atv and been like why why are you driving away he obviously wants to ask you something you know someone could have easily judged me and been like you're stupid for not Being able to realize that, but my uncle instead, like he wasn't bothered. He was just like he wants to ask us a question. Just stay put. Just really calmly, not judging me for (laughs) trying to drive away. He was just really calm about it, and that's how we handled the situations. In Italy, when I got selected to do like a extra background check, he sent his daughter on the plane and was like, "I'm staying with you because I want to make sure you get on that plane." And when they checked my bags and they checked, like, they rubbed this, like, Q-tip on my bags to see about, I don't know what they were checking for, but anyway, I took off my shoes, they checked my shoes, and he waited with me until I got on the plane, and it was just smooth, it was calm. Other people would have made a bigger deal out of the situation, like, having his daughter on the plane and me getting the security check, but him, it was just, like, let it flow, like, it will work out. And being around that was just, it taught me so much. Because there's a lot of people who are just nervous and that's their their main emotion. And to be around him, it taught me that you don't have to always be nervous. Because what's going to happen is going to happen. You might as well just be calm because then you can cope better with things that happen. So that's what I'm trying to implement. Even though it's really hard in situations like this, especially... I'm trying to stay calm and meditate and journal and take care of my mind so I can best cope with things so I can help other people. Alright, so I think this is all I'm going to say. I wanted to dedicate this podcast to my Uncle Robert because I know he would want me to keep going, reaching for my dreams because he taught me that I can do anything I put my mind to. And I just wanted to say this. This is something that I wrote. I've wrote, written so many poems about him, but this is just something that I wrote. I just wanted to say it. Somehow you made traveling stress-free. You did things your own way and everyone learned from you just by being in your vicinity. I wish we could go to all the places we planned to. I'll try to go, like I know you'd want me to, but it won't be the same. Going through the airport will be less fun. Sitting in a taxi with a crazy driver won't be hilarious and eating desserts without having you try everything first. To see if they have peanuts in them will be risky because I'm allergic. But somehow I'll make it work because that's what you'd want. I can always figure it out and I know you are cheering me on always. I hear your voice when I need it and I hope I never stop hearing your words of wisdom because I will always need you on my team. I hope you can see the northern lights from where you are. When I see them one day, I will know you are watching them with me. (laughs) I look disgusting. Good thing this podcast is audio only and video. Otherwise, this would be a wreck. (sighs) I know I definitely planned about talking about more today. But clearly, I am not able to. Who even knows how much of what I said you can understand. But I think it's best to be honest. For a while, I think I drew away from honesty because it made me more nervous. Because if someone knows how you honestly feel they have more ammunition to try to hurt you but I realize that if I'm not honest then I'm hurting myself because I don't like being dishonest or not not dishonest but leaving out the truth because it doesn't make me feel powerful when I'm honest I feel more powerful because I know I'm being brave and saying the truth that other people might be too scared to share. Hopefully this episode helps me on my path to being more honest again and comfortable in that. I could've came on and acted like everything was fine and that's when I would feel worse about myself because I knew I was lying. But now, I think I feel a little better because I was able to say how I'm actually feeling and that's special. The more you say how you're actually feeling, the easier it gets. The more you're honest, the easier it gets to be honest. And also the more people who are honest, the less alone people feel. Because they'll see that a lot of people feel the same thing. Just some people don't talk about it. If people talked about it more, then everyone would feel less alone. And I think that's a great thing. So if you take anything away from this podcast, I think it would be to to remember the advice of my uncle. Which is that you can always figure anything out. If you work hard enough, if you hit a wall and you find a different way around it or you find a way to climb it or you find a way under it if every time you meet an obstacle you believe that you can find a way over it then you can get anywhere and whenever I feel stuck with my sickness my concussion or whatever whenever I feel stuck I'm like I've hit a wall and I tried to climb the wall and I still am hitting the wall and I feel like nothing's changing I just remember him telling me that I can figure it out And I believe him because he was smart and he knew what he was talking about. So if he believed in me, then then I should believe in me because I trust his opinion. Okay, that's all I need to go blow my nose now.